Hey, Fidelity. What's it cost to invest with the Fidelity app? Start with as little as $1 with no account fees or trade commissions on U.S. stocks and ETFs. Hmm, that's music to my ears. I can only talk. Investing involves risk, including risk of loss. Zero account fees apply to retail brokerage accounts only. Zero dollar commission applies to online U.S. equity trades and ETFs and retail Fidelity accounts. Sell order assessment fee not included. Some account types and securities excluded. Details at fidelity.com slash commissions. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC. Member NYSE SIPC. You guys know Sierra got married last year. It's a lot of work. Oh boy, was it. It's a lot to do. And one thing that really helped her figure out what to do first, where to access certain resources, how to get people to know where they were supposed to go for a wedding. Zola. With Zola, you can discover venues and find vendors easily. You can message and book vendors right on their website. And truly, when I say that that was the first part that we had to do and also one of the most intimidating and hardest, it's so nice to just have them all listed right there and be able to talk to them right there and then. They also have free planning tools, which is really helpful because you don't know what you don't know. And if when you go to Zola, you have a guest list manager wedding website templates, a budgeting tool because dang, can a wedding get out of hand real quick? Mm -hmm. It could all eliminate so much stress and you'll save so much time all because it's like a one-stop shop. That's so true. With Zola, you can plan your entire wedding in one convenient place. From the day you get engaged and search for the venue to the day you send out your save the dates, make your registry and even taste your cake. Zola has literally everything you need to make the whole process super easy and actually enjoyable. There's even a five-star app that helps you plan on the go or on your couch. Start planning at Zola.com. That's Z-O-L-A.com. Hey, guys. I'm Jerry. I'm Sierra. We're ladies. And we tangent. What's up, everyone? Hello. You look like Thanksgiving. <laughs> I do. <laughs> I look like you look my nails. I look like a turkey. You do. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. I've been with you for like an hour and a half now. I have not noticed. I know. And now I was just like, when hey. Sarah got here, I was like, you're you're being weird. I'm gonna paint my nails while you so try you and can- get out of this. <laughs> And drinking you or something. <laughs> yeah. I'm having a real weird day where I felt fine. But then like towards the end of it, I started like, you know, zoning out and just having a lot of thoughts in my head. I don't know if it's anxiety, if it's ADHD, if it's well, a little mixture me, of both. Part of me wonders if you're experiencing some burnout. Oh, probably. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I was just like, Which yeah, we've not really talked about on the weird. podcast, but I know that like that's a uh, something that we... We have uh, approached at some point and then said that we would talk about and then we just never have like several other things. But hey, we're (laughs) going to be here for a while. So eventually we'll get to it. Get fucking used to us. That's why it was so funny. Oh, by the way, the episode we're going to do today, we let Patreon decide. Yes. Um, But it was funny because they were like, wait, I want all of these. And I was like, oh, they're all coming eventually. Yeah. (laughs) Which one do you want this week? (laughs) Yeah. This is just a list of things that we got on the, we got a little list of just like, pick them out. Pick them out. Pick them out. <laughs> you and remember when I told you I was being weird? <laughs> and if you're wondering, the level of stability over here on this couch is I let. No, I didn't. I let Sierra let me Jerry cut my bangs. Cut her bangs. <laughs> I finally got tired of cutting my own hair. I've moved on to other people's hair. And I like it. I think they look great. I Shane, they look Daddy good. Shane, how do they look? 
He Pre- gave a thumbs that's up. That's what I think. We love a silent gesture like, on a what podcast. Does this mean? <laughs> I was like, what does this mean about me that I'm letting you do this right now? And she was like, I was not nervous. I felt nothing when she was doing it. I was like, I don't care if you give me the shortest little baby bangs you've ever seen. At this point, I'm, it's like, I think what am I going to do? Shave my head? Maybe. My fuck around to do it. She goes, I'm just looking for a reason. <laughs> like, I don't know what's wrong with you. Yeah, you're just trying to feel something. That's what I think it is. Yeah. And so maybe that's a that's probably a problem, but yeah. <laughs> for another day. For another person, another, day, another time. <laughs> I uh also I've got like a messy bun that fell out and it's a pony situation yeah. that I'm just like I came here with my hair down and cute and curled and, and I, was I was like, like let like, me fuck it up. <laughs> well, that, no, cuz I said I can't I have so many sensory issues right now that I'm like, I'm feeling this on my neck and it feels like it's suffocating me. So mm. let's get it off. And also, I need you to fuck on my bangs. <laughs> she well, did it like, in the I best think way. I, I want some, I, I want my bangs cut. And I was like, I'll do it. Yeah. I was like, <laughs> I never met a bang I didn't want to cut. I was like, I feel like I want my hair up, but I, my bangs need something done. And she was just like, <laughs> she, she already has the <laughs> hold, hold my beer. <laughs> hold my yeah. ice latte. I was going to say, you weren't drinking. Mm-hmm. It, I would have let you even if you were. That's how I know that I'm unstable. Which is, you know, when my best decisions are made, honestly. Yeah. That's how I have two kids. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> this is why I have most of my tattoos. <laughs> um, I have mm. decided on a tattoo. I didn't tell you this. <gasps> I have two tattoos that I want to get. Are we going together? I would love to. Okay. I would love to. Um, but I have the outline I want to do of Mosby. Oh, love it. And then, so my friend Megan has always told me that Forrest looks like a little cherub. Yeah. And I was like, he does. I had no fucking clue what a cherub was. You okay? did? <laughs> I was just like, the little I just thought it was like a little arrows. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get it. I know yeah. what it is now. Um. Because I watch a lot of Ink Master. Shane and I's show is Ink Master, okay? That's a really fun show. It's so fun. Honestly, I'd love to get back to watching that. Thank you for the recommendation. Absolutely. Have to <laughs> make that me and Corey show. <laughs> Shane, we are not allowed to watch it without each other. We watch like knives getting made and shit. And it's like cool, forged in fire. That. It's like interesting, but at yeah. the same time, after about one episode, I'm like, yeah, I've seen it. I've seen <laughs> it get sliced and diced and over yeah. it. And then Corey will be like, I think I want to start making knives. <laughs> Oh my god, that's always watch, what it is. We is can't it, watch this anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, we, Shane and I really enjoy it, and we really like yeah, the like judges, but we also like it's almost like in a mocking way. Like we don't take it serious, yeah, although yeah. it is very serious stuff. Yeah. And sometimes I see them put these tattoos on people, and I'm like, that's forever. Yeah. That's forever, ever. And that tiger looks like a lizard. Yeah. What the fuck <laughs> happened here, bud? You know, there was a whole other spinoff where one of the people from that show then opened a shop to just correct like those tattoos. <gasps> and they were no. so good at wow. it. Wow. Yeah. That's dope. That was really um, Anyway, why was I talking about that? Oh, they did a challenge where mm-hmm. they had to do cherubs. <gasps> and the challenge was like focusing on anatomy. And they're like, it is so easy to fuck up cherub maybe yeah <laughs> so like it is going to be very very obvious if you don't do this mm-hmm. correctly and so they were showing sketches and i'm like that looks like my kid like yeah. all those <laughs> babies look like my baby yes and so then i just was perusing cherub pinterest mm-hmm. <laughs> as one does mm-hmm. and i found this one picture of like three cherubs interacting with each other <gasps> and i was like oh 
I need to do that yeah. for my boys. Yeah, I love that. And for those of you who are like, you have two kids. I We have a third and he just doesn't live with us. He lives in the sky. Yes. <laughs> or in Read the medical bin. Read a fucking book. <laughs> so, sorry, dark. His soul's in the sky. Yeah, and in bees. He comes and hangs yes. out with us sometimes. And the moon. Oh, he's in the moon now. Well, whenever I heard his name in my head, I was looking at the moon. Oh, beautiful. And it was huge. Biggest moon I'd ever seen. I was like, yeah. wow. That's a big moon. <laughs> so that's my baby. Yeah. I like that. Yes. Beautiful. Thanks. I can't wait um, to see it. Where are you going to get it at? Inside on my bicep. <gasps> oh, that's going to fucking hurt. <laughs> but my first tattoo is on my ribs. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what your first tattoo is not as big as the one you're wanting to get i don't think it is is it yeah how big is it it's like this big no that's how big i want my cherubs oh okay three of them three of them i they're gonna be dainty little bitches okay, i need to find okay. someone who's like really good with like fine line got it putting as much detail as they can in a small area got it which i know that there's going to be people who are like that's not how it's fucking done. It's not going to stay. It's not going to. That's what I want. Okay. <laughs> I, got, I wanted a really things. little B on my side and the guy talked me out of it. And now it's like a very big B. That's true. And big B. Coffee. I'm oh drinking Oh my some. God. Anyway. They have great braggles. <laughs> I've never. I've never been. Oh, it's fucking delicious. One time I lied. I went one time and I tried to order. <laughs> When I'm looking at menus sometimes, especially if I've never been there before in a drive-thru, I get stressed the fuck out. Yeah, This happened yo, to me at Wendy's the other day. And then I want to be like, when they're like, hi, how? I'm like, don't fucking talk to me. <laughs> I'm trying to read. Give me a fucking second. You're, I'm ordering in numbers, but also sandwiches, <laughs> but also like, I don't know if you have small, medium, large, if I'm supposed to tell you which one I want. I, I don't have to ask for it to be off. Can you tell me the ingredients? I don't, it's overwhelming. But normally if I go to Wendy's, sorry, this is a derail from big b but normally when i go to wendy's i'm like i want the uh four for four. Oh, delicious and i want a junior bacon minus tomato i get that and every then time i want you know the rest and so i say <laughs> i say can i have a four for four with a uh junior bacon and she's like <laughs> it comes it comes with a hamburger and i was like oh well then when'd you fucking change that <laughs> can i substitute uh Oh no! I said, "For can I have a crispy chicken?" And she goes, "It comes with a it comes with a cheeseburger." And I was like, "Oh, can I have a junior bacon minus tomato?" And she goes, "It comes with a cheeseburger." And I was like, "Oh, um, okay. <laughs> then I guess that's what I'll, I'll have that then." Even you though just reminded me of a story. Then they changed it because there's the biggie bag five yeah. for five, and there you can get. They shouldn't be rude. I'm sorry, I don't go to Wendy's every I day, know. so I don't know when you change things. Uh, but I panicked, and I was like, I "Sure, know. just uh, put any, literally put anything in my bag. I'll eat it. I'm at, so sorry." At this point, I don't give a fuck. Sorry for the inconvenience. Anyway, this happened Big to me B. at Big B. Okay, and I'm trying to read this menu because it's a new coffee place in town, and I'm trying to figure out what the fuck's going on. Sure, and uh, I'm hungry. Yes. and I look, and I'm like, "I'll have a banana nut muffin," and she goes, "We don't have those." <laughs> I just saw banana and muffins, and I just assumed they they put them together. And they were no, they was they. I ended up just ordering a banana, <laughs> so they handed me my coffee and a banana. 
Oh, that's really funny. <laughs> I'm glad they. I know they have bananas now because sometimes I'm just in the mood for bananas. <laughs> like, aren't aren't we all? <laughs> so when I called the orthodontist, you reminded me of this mm. because. My baby was just being a baby and I was also having a day like today where like my brain was not working. Yeah. I was having like heavy, heavy brain fog and my dogs were outside. So they were barking and the phone started ringing. I already have terrible fucking anxiety about calling to make appointments. So I'm like, it's ringing for a really long time. So at this point, I'm like, cool, they're not going to answer. And then all of a sudden she's like, hello, blah, 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 office. And I was like, hi, um. I completely, my script went out the fucking window. I couldn't remember what I wanted to ask. So I was like, I was just wondering if you're um, accepting new clients. And she goes, well, we're an orthodontist office. <laughs> so we see patients. <laughs> oh, no. And I went, now, normally, I would just hang up. Because <laughs> I would Rightfully be so. so fucking mortified. But. I was like, you know what? I'm standing up for myself, you lady. And I go, oh, I apologize. I have a one-year-old in front of me. And also, sometimes I get words messed up. My bad. And she goes, no, no, no. Oh, I'm sorry. I just, some people think we're a dentist's office. And they call wanting to make a dental appointment. So I just wanted to make sure that you oh, knew we so were an orthodontist. The dentist clients? <laughs> yeah. So I was like, okay. Don't but trip on your back pedal there. For the rest of the time, she was like the nicest lady. And I was like, I'm glad I kind of gave her some sass back. Yeah. Then she was super fucking nice to me. But there was another part that was kind of funny because I said, oh, here's my name. And she was like, oh, did you see the person that I saw when I got my braces? And I said, uh -huh. yes, I do. And he's, and she said, oh, we have all his old clients. You actually get a discount if you <gasps> have if you've had braces with him. I was like, <laughs> fuck it. There must be so many people that their teeth got fucked up after having braces. Uh, they're like, <laughs> yeah. Did we go the same person? Yep. Okay. So there was only like one around our area. <laughs> yeah. So she's like, let me see. What's your name? I told her. And she's like, boop, boop, boop. Oh, yep. Here you are. And she goes, oh, how lucky. Most people at your age are married. So it's hard to find, <laughs> <laughs> so it's hard to find their name. Because <laughs> their name changes. And I was like, mm. She's like, no, no, no. Not that it, I mean, I, and I was like, I'm engaged. It's okay. And she was like, yeah. Oh, Congratulations. <laughs> it was so funny. Because she was just like. Oh my god! I actually at that point felt bad for her because I was like, "It's okay, it's okay. I'm not gonna yell at you anymore." And I didn't Jesus, even yell. Jesus, she probably felt like such a dick. I know, but it was funny because I was like, "Yeah, I bet that is hard for them." <laughs> no <Yay> lucky me. <laughs> me. <laughs> oh my god! Um, you, can I tell you about my therapy session, please? Okay. Wait, 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 wait. Time out. Oh yeah. Let's check and see if we have any sponsors. I am obsessed with clothes oh yeah it's a problem for me it's a problem for my closet mm -hmm. okay and that's why i'm so excited to be sharing newly with our audience because newly is a way to try out trendy styles colors silhouettes all different kinds of things that maybe you've been interested in but are like gonna make your bank cry mm -hmm. now you can rent them for a period of time and then you just ship them back for just $98 a month you get your choice of any six styles each month access to thousands of styles from more than 400 brands with inclusive sizing that's another beautiful thing mm -hmm. because a lot of places may not have options yeah for everyone and this has so much diversity not only in the brands that they offer but also they have fast free shipping and returns 
and professional cleaning in Newly's state-of-the-art laundering facility. Plus, the option to buy what you love. It's fun, it's sustainable, and you can save because you get to try out a bunch of stuff that you like, or maybe you're like, I don't know, maybe I would like this. And then you get it, and you're like, "Ah, I don't think that's for me. But there's no commitment to buy it unless you really do love it. And you're like, you actually can't have this back, Newly. I'm keeping it. Newly is a great value at $98 a month for any six dials, but right now you can get $20 off of your first month of Newly when you sign up with the code tangents 20 just go to n-u-u-l-y.com that's newly with two u's and enter the code tangents 20 and sign up to get 20 dollars off your first month that's n-u-u-l-y.com newly with two u's with code tangents 20 newly subscription clothing rental change your clothes do you think seeing a therapist or psychiatrist would be helpful but you don't have the time to actually find one and meet with them or afford them? Try Talkspace. By doing everything online, Talkspace has made getting the help you want easy, accessible, and affordable. Honestly, a lot of times you make that appointment at your appointment you already have. I don't know when I'm going to schedule my breakdown. I don't know when I'm going to need to talk to somebody. And with Talkspace, it's so nice because you can send messages to your therapist so you don't have to wait for your next session. Talkspace therapists can help with any specific challenges that you might be facing. And it's the number one online therapy platform with licensed therapists in over 40 specialties, including anxiety, depression, substance abuse, relationship issues, so much more. Plus, therapy can help you find the tools to cope in difficult times and just be a guiding light. So like maybe you're not going through something really intense, but you just have like, I don't know, a work issue or... Or something going on with a friend of yours that you just need an outsider's perspective. And Talkspace is amazing for that. They also are in network with most major insurers. So check in on that. Yeah, absolutely. If you got it. Plus, as a listener of this podcast, you'll get $80 off of your first month with Talkspace when you go to Talkspace.com slash tangents and enter promo code SPACE80. To match with a licensed therapist today, go to Talkspace.com slash tangents and enter promo code SPACE80 to get $80 off your first month and show your support for the show. That's Talkspace.com slash Tangents, promo code SPACE80. Ladies and Tangents is sponsored by Claritin. Luckily for those that live with symptoms of allergies, you can live Claritin clear with Claritin D. Designed for serious allergy sufferers, Claritin D has two powerful ingredients in just one pill that relieve your allergy symptoms and decongest your nose so you can breathe better. This double action combination of prescription strength allergy medicine and the best decongestant available relieves sneezing, a runny nose, itchy and watery eyes, an itchy nose and throat, and sinus congestion and pressure with ease. I will tell you, it's so funny because in my household, Corey recently was like, I think I'm getting a cold. I'm getting a cold. I'm getting another cold. I'm like, hey, babe, I think you have allergies. Mm -hmm. I think maybe you just need to pop one of these pills. And guess what? All of his symptoms went away. I'm like, "Mm, I don't think it's a virus. I think it's just weeds. (laughs) And I also know that whenever I go to Sierra's house, my allergies kick into place because of a certain pet. (laughs) So true. And thankfully, I'm able to enjoy all my time there. Now, just after I take a little Claritin D, clears me right up. All my (laughs) symptoms are just like, what cat? (laughs) Claritin D's fast symptom relief starts working on allergies with nasal congestion in as little as 30 minutes. Get non-drowsy relief for allergy symptoms with Claritin D. Ready to live life as if you don't have allergies? It's time to live Claritin clear. Fast and powerful release is just a quick trip away. Find Claritin D at the pharmacy counter. Ask for Claritin D at your local pharmacy counter. You don't even need a prescription. Go to Claritin.com right now for a discount so you can live Claritin clear. Use as directed. 
That was a really loud swallow. I'm sorry, future me. Um, <laughs> so last time I went to therapy, I basically told Kay that I'm doing phenomenal and she cured me essentially i'm like i think i'm great i don't have any anxiety i'm so proud of myself i swear that's what always happens like right mid therapy like i know third like first month that you're in therapy you're like i'm cured and it's like (laughs) yeah yeah yeah. um but go on so it that was the appointment i think i went to that appointment right after i made it was either right after I made my um, procedure appointment or right after I decided to mm, do it. Right. So I was just like fucking riding that high. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then yesterday I went again and she told me the last time, she's like, I want to do one more EMDR session with you just like to be sure. Yeah. You know, and I'm like, whatever, Kay, there's nothing to I find, but sure. Fix. Um, and I sit in there and pff, fucking... After 30 minutes of just, like, catching her up on the shit that is my life. Yeah. She's like, so do you want to you wanna do some EMDR? And I'm like, sure, 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 sure. We can do that. <laughs> and what I wanted to focus on was my body. Yeah. Okay? And I wanted to focus on, um, I want to make sure that doing this procedure is not me doing it because I dislike myself or my right. body. It's because I love myself and my body and I just want to make this change so that I feel more comfortable. Yeah. But I I know that I have a lot of um negative self-talk surrounding different parts of my body, my features, um my coloring, uh my size. Anyway. Yeah. And I know that that comes from a really like deep-seated childhood type Right. situation that is lifelong not only like from people in my life but also like in the media i can remember standing in the grocery line christ 90s and early 2000s was rough pictures that they used to have on magazines of celebrities who they were calling fat yes oh my fucking god normal bodies yeah normal normal petite skinny bodies yes and i was like uh Oh. Yeah, but they would like zoom in uh-huh. on cellulite. On, like, their u- u- their uterus. Yeah. The pouch that is their organ. Or like the back of their leg. And I'm like, yeah. I remember sitting. There, she's she's squatting down. There's going to be dimples there because that's how skin works. Yes. Yes. But I didn't know that. And yeah. so I'm, I'm trying to unlearn a, a lot of negativity. And I swear, guys, not all of this is going to be like body focused. I don't I I'm very aware that us speaking so much about bodies is probably like making some people uncomfortable anyway this is just what my therapy was on so she's like okay picture whatever you want to picture it in regards to your body and what you want to work through so i get the image in my head and you remember when i told you about my first session and how it felt like I was locked in place, like my body went really, really stiff and mm-hmm. I felt like I was being crushed and suffocated. Well, this time, this was so fucking weird. I'm sitting there and my stomach immediately starts going in, Ooh. like sucking in Whoa. to the point where I almost thought I was hallucinating <gasps> because I'm like, there's no way that my stomach can go that far back. Yeah. But it was the second my mind kind of was was tracking i started sucking in sucking in sucking in sucking in and getting smaller and then i was finding it really hard to breathe because yeah. my fucking stomach was like collapsed Con- in yeah. on itself 
And I heard in my head, do you feel that? You can't breathe. There's no room for you to breathe. Let it go. And I only knew I wasn't hallucinating the sucking it in because out of my peripheral vision, I saw my shirt come back out. (laughs) I'm like, okay, so I was sucking it in. Um, And then I heard me telling myself to like take a really big breath and see how much room I had um, and that it was totally okay. And then I heard a... I won't go into detail about some of the things that were said because it is specifically regards um, negative things that were said to me. But it was like, it wasn't okay that this happened. It wasn't okay that this person said this. It wasn't okay that this person portrayed food in this way. Right. Um, And then my stomach growled and I heard, do you hear that? That means that you're hungry. Mm -hmm. You need to listen to your body and feed it when it's hungry. Drink your water. Yeah. After this session, why don't we go to Starbucks? Let's treat us to some Starbucks. Yeah. And like this whole time I'm sitting there just like mm-hmm, mm-hmm, <laughs> tracking her hand back and forth. And yeah, it was like a really empowering thing. Wow. To um I didn't know. Owen I Wilson didn't, wild yeah. right there. Sorry. <laughs> it it was like uh <laughs> you Owen Wilson Wild. It I heard myself I heard myself telling myself take up space stop trying to shrink yourself stop trying to make yourself smaller take up space oh i love that yeah and then i went to starbucks and there was such a long line and i was like i'm going home oh my god <laughs> that's me yeah big b yeah <laughs> you gotta try it yeah. well i had my nespresso order came in and i ordered mm. chocolates from them so yeah. i got the chocolates out of there and i made myself a coffee there you go perfect um oh also i wanted to say this because when i said it i was like I don't want to say when we were talking about the early 2000s that they were like, this person's fat. The way that it wasn't just like they're fat. It was like that. And that's a bad thing kind of thing. So I wanted to specify that, that I wasn't. Yes. That wasn't me saying it that way. That's how the magazine was portraying it. They would use certain terms as a negative thing when like there's nothing wrong with being fat. No. But, um, fat is beautiful. Yeah, thin is beautiful. They're just all bodies, words. and they're yeah. bodies. It's all bodies are beautiful. Mm-hmm. But I wanted to specify that before we got messages because I know sometimes I say things and I don't mean them, and then I don't correct it, and then people are like, "Hey, well," and I think we're still learning a lot as well. Um, because I know there was huge backlash for Taylor Swift mm. when she put out yeah. her music video and there was a part uh, for Antihero, I think. Yeah. Um, when up. she stood on the scale and it came up fat. Yeah. And I know that she probably didn't put a specific number because the number wasn't what it was. It right. Didn't, because in her head, I'm assuming that fat just meant bad because yes. that's what we were yes it was literally portrayed that way to all of us for our entire adolescence mm-hmm. but i was so happy first of all at how quickly she took that part out of the video yes. but i was so happy that so many people held her accountable and were like hey you saying that the body that i exist in is your worst nightmare yeah is hurtful right and the idea that this is a negative thing and this is something that you don't want is hurtful. And yeah. I know that there there were people like trying to explain what she meant by it. But the thing is, if you have to do that many backflips yeah. um, to get to a point, 
not not very many people are going to do that work. Yeah. I think that it's important to remember that just the average person who's going to consume that is not going to try and dig deeper and understand the real meaning mm-hmm. behind it. It's just going to validate mm-hmm. their already negative perception of something that should have never been labeled negative in the first place. Agreed. A hundred percent. Anyway. Well, backpacking on that before we get into the topic, if we have time, sorry, Mm -hmm. if the camera cuts out, I'll try to make it quick. But I just wanted to, this is just a little hooray for a good thing that's happening. Um, And I wasn't going to talk about it because it was like, do I talk about it because it's a body thing? That's what I felt at first. But it's completely not that. So when I say this, I don't want people to like, whatever. I invested in myself Mm -hmm. and you know this. Um. I got a personal trainer. Yep. And when I went into getting a personal trainer, I was literally just like, I want to be able to go to the gym and work out and get stronger. I want to feel better about myself. Yep. But I have so much fucking anxiety around it that I don't know where to start. I don't know like what foods to eat. And it wasn't even really about losing weight. It was more so like, I want to feel better and I want to feel stronger. Mm-hmm. And so going into it, that was like my focus. But I, there was a small part of me that was like, oh, my God, am I going to be restricted on stuff? I, ugh, OK, this is the last week before I start with her. I'm going to have to mm-hmm. like get in the foods that I want to yep. eat now and blah, blah, blah. And I just want to give a little shout out because it is fucking changing my life when yeah. it comes to how I view food and like. I had no idea how unhealthy my relationship with food was. Like I knew it was kind of there because I would not eat until I felt like I was going to pass out. And then yeah. and a lot of that wasn't even like a conscious decision. It was because of ADHD or it was because of things like it would be five o'clock before I'd realize, oh, my God, I haven't e- eaten yet today. Yes. And I would only know that because I would stand up and get dizzy. Mm-hmm. And then I would binge all night because, again, I'm sorry if I'm triggering anybody, but I just want to say that this is a fucking the things that I'm learning. Um, I would binge all night and then I'd feel fucking terrible. And also it's not good to eat that much before you go to sleep. So right. then I'd go to sleep. It and messes with your sleep schedule. Fucked. Oh my mm-hmm. God. And I'd have like nightmares or I would have like, I guess there's something in the like glucose or something that okay. can make your heart race. Oh and then yeah. You have like, it's like was giving me panic attacks. Right. Basically as I'm laying in bed, my heart was racing. I was sweating. I couldn't breathe. I couldn't catch mm-hmm. my breath. Um. Anyways, The first thing that she did was basically like, hey, I want to set a timer. And like when that timer goes off every two hours or so, I want you to just check in with your body. How am I feeling? Am I hungry? Could I eat? And if so, just get a snack. And it wasn't like telling me what to eat. It was just like, go go eat something. And so we did that for a little bit. And now it's like, I'm just realizing how to listen to my body. Mm -hmm. So that's what it kind of reminded me of that is like, that's. It's amazing now how much better I feel when I'm eating when I'm hungry, stopping when I'm full, eating a balanced meal, like making sure that I have veggies and when I can. But like even if I don't, just trying to like get a little bit of some different things so I'm not just eating noodles for every fucking meal. It's it's just like, I don't know. I don't feel restricted at all. And also the one conversation we had, I was saying something and I was like, oh, I probably shouldn't eat that because it's bad. Mm -hmm. And she was like, why do you think it's bad? Can we unpack that a little bit? Yeah. And I was like, oh, I didn't know we were having a therapy <laughs> This session. is doubling as therapy. But it was amazing. Her number one thing is like, we don't label foods good or bad. Mm-hmm. Like food is food. It fuels <clears throat> your body. Yep. But like, here's a list of foods we should try to eat more of. Here's mm-hmm. some we should try to eat like 
less of and then whatever. And it was so like, I don't know. I just wanted to shout that out because it's yeah. fucking been amazing. Well, and I also think that like th- I thought about this when you were talking about how you would forget to eat sometimes until five o'clock. You also were in a stage of life where like you were in survival mode. Yeah. And so you were working constantly. Yeah. You had a, a toddler and mm-hmm. a child to take care of. I was so busy I wasn't even thinking about getting food. Yeah. And then and when financially, I did like as well, mm-hmm. it's not like you had access yeah. to a plethora of food and you were trying to make sure, you know, your child was taken care of and your lights weren't getting shut off. And so like I did want to say that you're in a place now where you yeah. have the means to do that. And yeah. sometimes I feel weird sharing about therapy or sharing about um stuff that I've purchased for myself. Like the Dyson changed my fucking life. I love the Dyson. It is outrageously expensive. (laughs) Um, But things like therapy, which I know some people can't afford or a personal trainer who some people can't afford. I think it's important to kind of share some of the at least little nuggets of advice that they've given uh, for anyone who has felt the same kind of insecurities that we have felt going into it. Yeah. Um, and I shared her story on my story the other day because she was basically saying the same thing. Like, here's my tips. Eat when you're hungry. Stop. And like, y- you would think like, yeah, that's like everybody knows that. But like, I literally didn't. <laughs> like, yeah. It was not on my priority list. And it was like she her motto with me which i love is like some is better than nothing or a little is better than nothing and it's like i don't have to do it all in my mind it was like it's all or nothing if you're not going to do it all don't do it at all i don't do anything i heard someone explain it that they overthought themselves into inaction that was me so it was like i am so overwhelmed by the idea of attempting to learn what foods are going to work for me or how to meal prep or what activity. They did nothing. That is me everywhere in every aspect of my life. It's why I shy away from like hardcore going into work and stuff like Mm -hmm. that. It's like, if I'm going to fuck it up, I'd rather just stay away and not do anything. I'm Mm -hmm. I'm just going to, you got this, whatever. That's how I am with fucking house stuff, changing anything in my house. My house has looked the same since I moved into it because I'm like, I don't want to fuck that up. That looks fine how it is. (laughs) I'm just going to go away and not do anything. It's like I get overwhelmed with having to make choices or decisions or like anything like that to where I just freeze and I am frozen all the time. And it was like that with food. So I would wait until my body was screaming to be fed before I went and got food. And then by that point, you're filling yourself with foods that are filling. Right. So you're not getting like proteins and stuff. I was wanting carbs. I was wanting stuff that was going to fill me up. And it then it made me feel like shit. Or that was easily accessible because you didn't really feel like making it. Exactly. Yeah. And even now that's she like works with me with like, what can we get you for breakfast? It's going to be easy because I know that you're not going to want to make something in the morning. <laughs> or let's talk about when we can meal prep so you can pop some eggs or whatever in the microwave. Because it's yeah. like, how can I do this in a way that I'm going to actually do it? Because I yeah. know that those are my meals that I want to skip because... I don't want to get up and make them and that makes me sound lazy but I'm saying it because I know there's people probably listening who feel the same and yeah it's not lazy it's just that doesn't work for you no it's not my brain will fucking it like freezes and my brain is like we'll just you know what just don't worry about food you don't need it and then I'm like you're probably right (laughs) until my body is screaming at me but I am just trying to really listen to my body I think that's the number one thing I can Tell people, and if you're somebody who everything that I just said resonates with you, highly recommend setting a timer. 
Yeah. And like, just just check in with your body. It doesn't mean you have to eat when that it goes off. It doesn't have to mean you just have to check do in anything. and be like, am I hungry right now? Um, I could eat and then go off that. Yeah. And it was as simple as like getting some of those chewy granola bars and mm. having those for a little like, okay, I'll just have this now because I'm whatever. Yeah. Because I could. I could. Because I could eat. Because I could. I and could I should. Eat. Yeah. Uh, okay. okay shall sorry. we, yeah, yeah, shall let's we get, get into, into the topic of the day, Might which was well. voted on by, by the our... Patreon? Wait, 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 wait. Time out. Oh, yeah. Let's check and see if we have any sponsors. With the holiday season coming up, you got some gift giving, lots of great food. And if you are me, you're eating lots of that food and uh, it doesn't always agree with you. Yeah. Uh, or your skin. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> so I'm looking like, at you, chocolate. <laughs> 100%. But this year, apostrophe can make you feel confident in your own skin. Whether you're dealing with breakouts, signs of aging, acne scarring, apostrophe will help you love the skin you're in. And it is important for us to say that having wrinkles, having acne scarring, having breakouts, those are all very normal human experiences. Mm -hmm. But sometimes they can be painful. Sometimes they can be frustrating. And also, not everyone has to love everything about their appearance. And so being able to utilize a product like this that is customized just for you by professionals is a great resource to have. Yes. Apostrophe is an online platform that connects you with an expert dermatology team to get customized acne treatment for your unique skin. Through Apostrophe, you can get access to any oral or topical medications to help you deal with any of your skin concerns. Yeah. And and like you were saying, um, when it comes to acne, not only did it make me feel insecure, but it hurt. It yeah. didn't feel good uh, on my skin and it was making my entire head hurt (laughs) so when i was able to get medication not just to put on it but that i could ingest because a lot of it comes from inside yes it was so chocolate yeah (laughs) chocolate yeah it was so helpful and it made me feel good again yes so after filling out an online consultation snapping a few selfies um, a board certified dermatologist will create your first customized treatment plan and it is amazing that they are so focused on your skin needs specifically even sometimes i'm like i don't know what do i need and those pictures they're like we'll tell you yeah it can be incredibly overwhelming and the consultation the online consultation that you'll do you fill out so so much information about yourself that you can feel confident that what is being suggested to you is being done so with your best interest at heart yes we have a special deal for our audience. Get your first visit for only $5 at apostrophe.com slash tangents and use our code tangents. That's a savings of $15. This code is only available to our listeners. To get started, just go to apostrophe.com slash tangents and click begin visit. Then use our code tangents at sign up and you'll get your first visit for only $5. Thank you, Apostrophe, for sponsoring this episode. Spring vibes are in the air, and when you bring in some of the beautiful flowers that are blooming around your house, you probably want to smell them and not your litter box. Mm-hmm. Thanks to Pretty Litter, you can. Seriously, nothing beats Pretty Litter's ability to instantly trap odor. And I'm serious when I say that the, whatever magic is in those crystals, I cannot smell 
anytime. My cat will literally poop right next to me, and I don't realize that she did it until I hear her litter box start going. It's lightweight, low dust, and one six-pound bag works for up to a month. Pretty Litter's crystals also change color to indicate early signs of potential illnesses in your cat, like urinary tract infections, kidney issues, and so much more. Which is super helpful since cats can't talk, and that's a important information to have. <laughs> so true. And if that wasn't enough, Pretty Litter ships free right to your door. I know, because whenever I go over to Sierra's, it's there. <laughs> always have some. Seriously. But it's so nice because I don't have to change it as much as normal, but I still have some on deck then whenever I do need it. And you won't run out and you don't have to go to the store and carry around a giant thing of litter. Go to prettylitter.com slash tangents to save 20% on your first order and get a free cat toy. That's prettylitter.com slash tangents to save 20% on your first order and get a free cat toy. Prettylitter.com slash tangents. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Oh my God, what part of you was that? I thought it was your back and then I was like, is it your her hip? No, it was my ankle. I Sometimes I have to do this with my ankle and it pops right there. Oh, Jeez. speaking, sorry, derailing one more time before we get to uh, weaponized incompetence. Have mm-hmm. we said that that's what it is? Oh, you guys know because it's, it's the title. Spoiler alert. Um, but I have been having some serious problems with my knee mm. and... I've talked about it before where I'll go to stand and I can't walk because my knee is in so much pain and it's still happening. It's happening like really frequently. Um, The other day, Ollie (laughs) was in the bathroom and he was like, I gotta pee. I need your help. And so I was sitting at the table eating dinner and I got up to run to him and my leg wouldn't (gasps) extend. And so I was like like, freaking hobbling to him. That used to happen with my hip. You remember that? I felt like I was 75 years old. So... Yeah, I I think I'm going to have to go to the doctor after my procedure. I was going to say, they had me do, I went to physical therapy for my mm-hmm. hip for a little bit, and they have, I still do some stretches from that. And I'm telling you, that has made like a world of a difference. So they might just give you some stretches you can do at home instead of having know. to go a bunch. I don't know what's wrong with it. I know. But you should definitely I think I need it replaced. Well, if you do, Corey can hook you up with his work people because yeah. that's literally what they do. Do you imagine? I just have a bionic knee. Total knee replacement. <laughs> He's in them all the time. He, that's yeah. what he He sits in on surgeries for total knee replacements all the time. You keep saying total knee like it's a infomercial. <laughs> so it's, it's total, total knee. knee. That's what he says. That's how he says it. So I'm always like, total knee. <laughs> Anyway, okay. Do you know what's funny yes. is you know when people vote on the Patreon, it's like gives us the the Percentage? percentages, but yeah. then you could see the comments. Yes, and people were like, "I want something lighthearted." Well, sorry. Yeah, <laughs> we'll give you one next week, but this will be kind of lighthearted, I mm. think. But it's also educational because that's what friends do. Um, I talked about this with Shane at dinner because um, I said I know people like the scandals. Yeah. But I think the reason we get so excited for uh, for scandals or host stories or ghost stories or whatever is because we don't do them every week. Yeah. You know what I mean? If it's, we started doing them too much, it would be. Yeah. Yeah. I think if we did them every week, if we were only doing stories or am I the assholes just like, um, because that's not what we started out as. Yeah. If we started out as like, this is what our shtick is. Yeah. Okay. You come here because you expect that. but. 
I would feel like if we did that every single week, mm-hmm. it would almost kind of mirror when you're friends with someone, but then you kind of drift apart. And yeah. so when you see each other, it's only very surface level, yes. nothing like deep. And I don't want to do that to you guys. I, I want to I want to always get deep with you guys. Yeah, I do too. <laughs> and what was funny was, so the comments, some of them were like, I don't even know what that weaponized thing is. And I was like, well, that's why we yeah. do these. Yeah. That's actually, you're highlighting exactly why we pick these ones as topics to potentially talk about because when we heard about it when I heard about it for the first time I'm like what is that and I just went um for my uh post-op uh-huh. and I was talking to one of the nurses there and I she was asking me about the podcast and I said that was the topic for this week and she's like what is that yeah so I'm like I know it's a thing that we all hear about and I think everybody knows what that means but so many don't right. so I'm excited to talk about it and yeah get we've a done this bit. with, with a gaslighting and uh, trauma bonding and mm-hmm. I know that um, we did it with emotional intelligence as well because someone was using emotional intelligence I think on The Bachelor maybe it was some kind of dating show um, and they were using it constantly and people were like "What? what is this but yeah. now if if we never pause and actually look at what this is and how it applies to our life or how it shows up in our life, oh god, <laughs> I think we can just—they've just become buzzwords, yeah. like meaningless buzzwords, right. and they can then be actual weaponized against people. I was going like, to say, well, fuck, am I that? People have recently, I've seen like arguments online, and the word gaslighting is being used so much where it like it's not it doesn't belong. No, and I'm like same with narcissism. Narcissist, yes. narcissism. I'm like, this is why it's important to maybe go into these things because I do want people to I feel like somebody sees it being used in one way and they're like, that's exactly what it is. Yeah. And then it's like I yeah, you know, necessarily. not necessarily. Okay, so and I we're c- not authorities on anything. We don't know dick about shit. That's so. what I wanted to say. This is I, I found one fucking article and i really liked it and it's that's just what we're gonna use yep because guess what this is kind of a new phrase not really a new thing but definitely a newer phrase so like there wasn't like a lot of psychology today or anything like that like they were all basically like this is mindbodygreen.com. <laughs> okay <laughs> that's what i'm using it's uh seven signs of weaponized incompetence in relationships and how to deal with it got it but i will say before we start mm-hmm. I, whenever I, um, like, found out I was pregnant, obviously, you guys know I'm a slut for fucking Facebook groups. <laughs> so I got into some. And when some of these people, by the way, we are going to mostly talk about heterosexual relationships. And a lot of times, because statistically this happens the most in cis heterosexual relationships with cis men. Yes. That's just, that's just statistics okay Mm -hmm. so that's what we are going to be talking about we know this is not an all-encompassing thing and we know it comes in all shapes and blah 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 but the people in my group that were talking about the men that they were with in some of the shit i was just like how the fuck are you with these people there were people recently our babies are uh, over a year old that were like my husband's never changed a diaper Never changed a diaper. And people were like, why? And they're like, he gets really grossed out by it. Well, yeah. You wipe your own ass, don't you? (laughs) It's shit and pee. It's really fucking gross, but you do it. Yeah. So, yeah, it was just like that to me also fueled why I wanted to do this one because what the fuck? Now, and I know with stuff like that, with Sierra saying like poop and pee or whatever, and it's really fucking gross and they don't want to be around it. Assume that we make exceptions for people who like mm-hmm. have like diagnosed 
physical like reaction. Please make to that these assumptions. Things. Yes. And and because when we talk about this, we're going to talk about people who weaponize weaponized is the the main part here. Yes. Not the incompetence part, the weaponized part. Because the men that were doing that, I I highly doubt all of them had a medical or whatever reason that yeah. was making them not able absolutely to. impossible for them to do it i'll tell you with Corey, he fucking changed i didn't change a diaper till we got inside our house in the <laughs> hospital he changed every fucking diaper yeah they were like the baby has a, needs a diaper change and i was like you got this because <laughs> i just did all the fucking work yeah. so i just made her yeah. organs <laughs> so you can clean them up and i pushed them out of me <laughs> yeah okay so let's talk about what it is. Weaponized incompetence is a behavior pattern where one partner pretends to be bad. That's the that's the part that mm-hmm. is important. So if you think we're talking about something that we're not, that's the highlight. Yes. Pretends to be bad at simple tasks to get out of shared responsibilities. It can look like not being able to step up with childcare appointments because they say they can't remember the name of the doctor mm-hmm. or like how to do it. Um not giving the animals a bath because they don't know how to groom them afterwards or not helping out with party planning because they don't think they're great at details. Now, I kind of do this sometimes, but only with people who I know like doing those things. Yeah. So like with my mother-in-law, she fucking loves planning shit. Like that is her fucking thing. Yeah. And so with my daughter's first birthday party, I was like, Susan, you fucking got this because, you know, I hate this and I'm going to fuck it up. I don't want to do it. That was right. basically what it is. Not that I can't. I was like, I don't want to do this. If you want it to be a party, you're going to have to do it. Yes. And she was like, I, I got it. Done. And I'm like, great. So I think in that sense, if it's a communicated thing that's like, I don't want to do this. Also with housework. Right. I don't fucking want to do the outside of the house. Mowing yard work, anything. I fucking hate doing that. Right. Corey doesn't like to do laundry. So we have That's those a transactional are... type thing. Okay. Right. We, I'll do this, you do that. Yes. So those are again different and th- we'll talk more about signs. Well, but... I'll give you an example. Please. Um so my father in law constantly loves to tell this story. Mm. And which is why I'm gonna tell it on here because he's told it to so, so many, many people. <laughs> um he said that he used to go grocery shopping or clothes shopping and purposely buy either the wrong mm-hmm. thing mm-hmm. or incredibly expensive things yep. so that he would not be asked to go back out and do it again. Yes. Yeah. So that is textbook that weaponized is weaponizing incompetence. It. Uh, that is shocking that he feels like that's, a, that's something to brag about. <laughs> that's a funny thing. Yeah, yeah. I know. Yikes. But that's how, that's the thing. And a lot of times people have heard about this because they have no shame in saying it. Like mm-hmm. I have heard multiple people say, oh, yeah, I don't like doing that. So I can't remember. Somebody said, oh, I put all the cotton T-shirts in the on hot water. So they all shrank. Like it was one of. Yeah. It was a friend of an ex. Yeah. Um, Who was just like telling the guys that like, do this and then you won't have to do laundry. And I was like, ew. And also you just ruined fucking clothes. You could just be like, hey, it's a very expensive. Yeah. I don't like doing the laundry. Do you, yeah. Is there a chore I can do that you don't want to do? Yeah. Again. How can I help in a different way? Yes. Uh, so the reason it is weaponized is because the partner places the responsibility back onto the other partner to complete the task. And it's intended for that to be the way that it is for future for the foreseeable yeah. future. Um, here's for the, a, sorry. For the longest ahead. time, 
um, whenever Shane and I got together, he was like, hey, I don't fold laundry. Yeah. <laughs> I don't really know how exactly. He's like, I could fold a towel like a motherfucker. But when it comes to um, shirts, I fold them in a very specific way. And he's someone who, if if something has to be folded in half, yeah. and if it's not exactly meticulously in half it drives him nuts and he has to like do it over and over and over again and it just ends up frustrating him um and so i said hey i'm gonna do this yep don't worry about it but when it got to a point where i had two jobs yes and And both kids mm -hmm. and the housework i was like i need help yeah I need you to do something. Um, and so that's when he started doing the dishes at night before he went to bed. Mm-hmm. And he started doing the laundry. And he's like, if I'm doing the laundry, I need to find a way to do it my way. Yep. And so he ordered one of those shirt folder things that they have at like <laughs> stores <laughs> to help him like make sure it was exactly how it was supposed to be. And even though it was not how I wanted it done or how yeah. I would do it. He did it. Yeah. He learned how because exactly. it got to a point where I couldn't do it by myself anymore. Yeah, exactly. Um, so here's how licensed clinical psychologist Holly Schiff defines the con- concept. Okay. Quote, weaponized incompetence is when your partner attempts to avoid doing unple- unpleasant tasks by pretending not to be able to do them doing them poorly or just being incompetent. This forces you to have to do it by yourself and pick up the slack. Over time, this will create a lot of additional mental baggage and workload, which will cause relationship tension, friction, and stress. Here's a fun fucking little facty. Um, In a 2016 study, researchers studied 6,300 different sex couples and noted that couples' division of labor, division of labor, Paid and unpaid was more highly associated with the risk of divorce than any other economic factor. Wow. Right? That is fascinating. So I think- I could understand why, though, because yeah. I think when someone um, starts feeling all kinds of... All right. Let me see if I can explain this in a way that ties in a story from a long time ago. <laughs> okay. Get the teacher and you out. Yes. Shane and I were driving to Canton one time and we were discussing him leaving work, um, him stopping working at his traditional accounting job and coming home full time. And I told him that when he was behind the desk, parts of him that I loved Mm -hmm. were like dying. Yeah. Yeah. And I think. That was me at serving. Right. And I think that resentment and anger and um being unfulfilled bitter all of those like negative things are scars yes on you are the parts of you that are dying mm-hmm. essentially when you are not doing things that feed your soul yeah and so i think if it is so unbalanced mm-hmm. that one person is not able to have the time to care for themselves, either yes. mentally, emotionally, physically, however that may be, invest in their own interests and hobbies, feed their soul, so yeah. to say. They can start getting those scars and those parts of them start dying out and they bl- who are they going to blame? Yeah. Like for us, we could blame Shane's job. Yeah. But if you're in, it's happening in the household, who are you going to blame? Yeah. Your partner. Ghostbusters. <laughs> no, I, but honest, I thought it as I, well. <laughs> honestly, um, 
and the thing is, what you're saying when you're weaponizing incompetence in a way that's like, well, I don't feel like doing that, so I'm going to make my partner take the workload is, I don't respect your time mm-hmm. or care that you have so much more work to do than me. Right. And like over time, fuck yeah, I'm going to leave somebody if that's the way that it's. Yeah. You don't respect me or my time enough to like mm-hmm. give me a break. Right. When it's we share the household, we share the children, we share the. Right. And again, I'm not speaking about me and Corey because he's gotten a lot better. But I will tell you, when him and I got together, I had a thought that like, is this what is happening with us? I want to make this distinction as well in case you're thinking like, oh, is this my partner? It could be. It could not be because with Corey, he was the first like when he moved in with me, he had been with his parents that Forever. I was going to bring this up. So this was his first time living with. Uh, and so he literally was learning how to be an adult, basically, and learning how to have a household and all of these things. And so it has taken time. Has it been a strain at points? Yes. But as long as we had communication, as long mm-hmm. as we were able, if I was able to be like, hey, I can't keep doing this. And for a long time, especially when it came to the kids, because I had already been a mom for so long, much longer than he had been a dad, I was just taking it on because I I was so used to doing it. So it also was on me to be like, hey, I, I need help, too, because he just assumed I had it. Right. right. And like it wasn't and even like. He? Yeah, it wasn't even like, oh, she it, he like thought I wanted to do it yes. at points. Well, and we've said before that you can't expect someone to be a mind reader. You yes. do need to communicate. Now, if, if you have communicated and someone is completely ignoring it mm-hmm. or, you know, disregarding it, then like, yeah, take a look at that. But um, one thing that used to bother me terribly is when things were said like, I shouldn't have to ask. You should just know. Oh, and that's I hate not, that. That's not true. No, it can, that can't. No. Ever. Um, that can't be true. So that's actually super problematic. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, communicate with your partner and everyone else in your life but what i was going to tell you is something that uh shane and i have talked about before in in it kind of goes i think in tandem with uh weaponizing competence it kind of goes along with what you were talking about with Corey. it's called learned helplessness yeah so learned helplessness is a state that occurs after a person has experienced a stressful situation repeatedly they come to believe that they are unable to control or change the situation so they do not try even when opportunities for change become available Mm -hmm. so in my head if Corey is with his parents Mm -hmm. and they are constantly cooking for him or doing his laundry or cleaning for him (laughs) he he could i'm just I'm assuming here, I don't know this for a fact, he could believe this is just something that I'm either not supposed to do or I'm not good at. And so why would I do it? Why would I try? Because I'm not going to be good at it. What's the point? Well, and he's even said this. I don't want to talk for it, but he's even talked about like, I wish I would have learned. Like he's big on watching YouTube videos right now to try to like learn how to fix things and shit. (laughs) Because it's stuff he doesn't know. And he's like, it was frustrating because I would try with my dad, but his dad like didn't have the patience. Yes. So it would be... Be like he would be trying to teach him and then be like just go inside i I'll, i got it i can yes. figure it out you know what i mean well and, and I my parents did the same thing that's to me. a huge trend i think from um they did the, the generation before us to me so when i when i got my house i felt so terrible for noah's dad because he was like 
eight years, seven years older than me, seven, uh-huh. eight years older than me. And he had obviously lived on his own before. And again, I was moving right in with him from living at home. And I'm like, I don't know how to fucking do shit. Yep. <laughs> I don't know how to do anything. And it wasn't his job to teach me. Yeah. But like at that point, now the internet's a little bit better and it was good back then, but that was still like fucking 12 years ago. Yeah. But I was like, I just have to Google everything. And, and that mm-hmm. was a fucking chore, but I had to do it because there was nobody to teach me. Yeah. It's, and it can feel really embarrassing and shameful yeah. to admit. And I think that's the difference between weaponized, weaponized <laughs> incompetence and learned helplessness is I think learned helplessness comes with like, shame and embarrassment yeah. where weaponized incompetence you're proud of it like the fucking story you yeah just told. is is intentional yeah. is avoidant yep. is like i just don't want to i don't of, want and to and you can for me and there's nothing wrong with not doing things because you don't want to do them yeah but like if you're going to get angry or you're going to get upset if your needs aren't being met or the expectations you have for the other person that they're not meeting them yeah Sorry. If you don't want to do the laundry, then don't get fucking mad when the laundry starts piling up at your fucking house. (laughs) Like, that's not their job to take care of. That's fine that you don't feel like doing it, but you better be spraying some Febreze on that (laughs) shit because... Get some wrinkle release. I love that shit. I just bought two more. (laughs) I remember going on vacation with you and you whipped that out and I was like, changed my life. Every time. Don't travel without it. Um, Yeah, but that is a big thing that like, I think with him... Because I just talked about his mom. She genuinely loves. She is a fucking caretaker through and through. She yeah. loves taking care of people. When we lived with them for like three months before we got our house mm-hmm. now, she folded my underwear. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even ask her to. She would just take my basket and do my laundry. She. Would, I remember the first time, one of the first times before we lived together, we were just dating. We were upstairs in Corsair. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And he was like, oh, I kind of want grilled cheese. And I was like, dude, grilled cheese and tomato soup? That sounds so good right now. And he was like, I'm going to call my mom. And I was like, D- you're joking me right now. Do not call your mom. Like, I'm 27. <laughs> or I was like 26 at the time. Were you like naked in his room? Yes. And his mom's downstairs making you grilled cheese and she tomato did. soup? And she called us when it was done. And I went down <gasps> and I was like, thank you. She was just, that. Oh, she just loves my. fucking doing that shit. Yeah. So yeah, it was something I had to learn to but he did he did and i didn't i had to do like almost no bitching (laughs) well and i think it's important to remember that again we've talked about the pendulum thing this doesn't have to be an all or nothing thing yeah and also when we're talking about these people i don't want anybody to get this like Shane is toxic. Corey's toxic. Fucking, mm-hmm. can we just remember that people are people and like, <laughs> goddamn, can some we? Shit. Just, yeah, everybody is just trying to learn. So like, yeah. if that's what you're thinking right now, fucking stop it. Because <laughs> I just have a feeling that somebody's gonna get something like that. I'm being yeah. very vulnerable, and you are as well with our relationships in our in-laws and our fucking. Can we just remember that people are people, and like, yeah. you're hearing a very small snippet of things that we're allowing to share, and so let's. Let's not make well also I just have to do that disclaimer because I yeah. don't want people to take our families and try to like twist shit oh, because yeah. I fucking hate anytime and we have gotten messages like that anytime we like share things about our spouses or anything yeah. like that. And I just I don't want that to happen with this because it is something that like I think there might be a small amount of people that do it to be fucking gross, but there are people that maybe don't know they're doing it. Oh, and like hundred percent. 
I think that that's just like if it's happening, have a fucking conversation. Well, I saw something. Um, someone posted a TikTok, and it was actually really funny. And it was, it said something like Gen Z was saying, "What did you guys?" I'm get. I'm so anxious. Fuck. I wish I remembered the TikTok. But it was essentially like Gen Z talking about their anxiety and acknowledging when they're having an anxiety attack and what they do to deal with it and then it went to millennials and millennials were like we didn't know what it was called no like no one told us no and we didn't have the internet to fucking figure it out i didn't know that what i was going like you guys you guys found out that i had anxiety the same time i did (laughs) i lived so much almost 30 years of my life having no idea that i was having panic attacks because no one really talked about it or um if you did bring it up, there was some kind of a concern. It was always mm-hmm. just like, nah, you're fine. You're, you're fine. fine. Get over you're it. You're being dramatic. Um, And so, yeah, there wasn't a name for it. And a lot of the things that we're talking about now, there wasn't a name for this no. stuff. We're just coming up with it and, and being able to figure out doing some self-reflection, I think, is the most important thing to be like, OK, where in my life do I weaponize my incompetence Dude, because it get, it, get, it could happen to all of us yeah fucking a there were things i was reading that was like god damn do i do this like, especially <laughs> like in our relationship yeah. but i know again that you're a type of personality that yeah. does things a certain way and whatever and I, I always have to check myself like if there's a any kind of like imbalance like is it me am i the problem <laughs> <laughs> but truly yeah. it's like how do you it is a difficult thing. You don't do it. I think some people don't want to be that way, but it's just like yeah, and you not don't knowing what notice to- until you do the reflection. And I also saw something. Um, are you guys following this? I don't. Is this like even easy to follow? I Sometimes hope. I think we're all over the place, and then I watch it back to edit it, and I'm like, no, that made sense. Yeah, <laughs> I hope. But, um, I saw a TikTok where someone was saying. Do you get annoyed when I ask you for these things? It was a couple. And he was like, even if you were just up and you get in bed and I'm in bed and you ask me to shut off the light. Mm -hmm. I think some people could look at that and be like, you weaponized. Not necessarily incompetence. So hard for that. But this person was like, even if I'm even if I think that it was something you could have done, Mm -hmm. you asking me in that moment is you requesting to be loved in a specific way. Exactly. And so again, it's almost like splitting hairs. It's like, what am I, what's happening right now? And I think the most important thing is to check in with the partner. Yeah. And we've talked about, I think before, especially with Corey, that his love language is acts of service. Like that is, he loves being taken care of in certain yeah. ways and getting whatever and so i i don't think that he weaponizes it so much as like sometimes that's just that's how, how he, he feels love yeah that literally is he'll be like oh my god thank you so much like mm-hmm. when i do a fucking something get him dinner or something but as it's long like, as you are feeling like you're not, not being, being taken, taken advantage of and we've had to have those talks yes and every time we get somewhere with them, that's why i say the biggest thing in this that i can say is fucking communicate 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 yeah Okay, let's see the signs. Okay. Um, so here are some common phrases you might hear mm-hmm. a lot if you, uh, yep. Okay, here, if this is a conditioned response that you feel you say a lot, don't worry, I'll just do it myself or it's fine, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> when I had my attitude, that was me. Yeah. Um, but here's some remarks that you could hear. I have no idea how to do that. I'm not good at doing that. 
I think you should just do it. Remember last time how bad it was when I did it? You, you're better at it than me. I'm really busy right now. Could you do it instead? Or I don't know how to do this properly. Okay. I do that <laughs> when it comes to like um, cutting the floor. But I said I would do it the other yeah, day. But and I mean, Shane told me how. And I thought I was going to cut my finger off with the saw. So like I physically am not good at it. I think this means like if it's a specific task, it's being like a like a chore that needs a daily like a okay, laundry Like a repetitive dishes. type thing. Yes. Because for me... Um, I also, cause again, things with you and I at work, you, yeah. you legitimately know how to edit. You've been doing, yes. working with fucking shit. You are better <laughs> than me. <laughs> yeah. That's why you fucking do it. Yeah. it if wouldn't I make had sense. to, I could learn it. If yes. you needed me to, if your risk both broke or whatever right. the fuck. If I, I could, asked you to and you were I like, Terry, I'm not good at that. You, yeah. I don't know how you to do, do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But I would. Yeah. So, but I was talking to Shane the other day and I was like hey I can put this on the wall but you're probably not gonna like how it's done <laughs> yeah well that's the other and thing if you you're to... not gonna like how it's done then, then I think maybe you, you should, should do it in the, I if think you're that's gonna care totally valid as well because sometimes again, I'm wonder I wonder if when we give those examples I'm like are we is that our cognitive dissonance showing <laughs> no I don't know if you're a therapist well so <laughs> analyze I did this have shit a- a therapist did, or a psychology student, which I meant to message them back, I will, messaged us and said that they watched the live with the Love is Blind. And as a psychologist or therapist, they felt like we really had some good takes. And was like, <gasps> wow. they told me that I have a psych brain and that they hope that I go back into psychology oh, and stuff. And I was cool. like, that actually fucking really made, like, that made me want to cry. <laughs> yeah. So I was like, thank you. That was so validating because I was trying as much as I could. And I felt like, Am I being too devil's advocate or like yeah. not taking a side? But then I'm like, you don't have to. That's right. the whole fucking thing. So, yeah, it was really nice. Um, the second thing, this is a big one. If you if your gut feeling is telling you you're being manipulated, then you're probably being manipulated. Mm, so mm-hmm. that's listen to your fucking gut when it comes Baby, to Baby, we that. are all animals. Yes. And our intuition, listen we know. That, those instincts. Um. It's reasonable that your partner may not know how to do something. The difference between that and weaponized incompetence is that the latter is behavior that is part of a manipulative pattern and it's done with the purpose of upholding an unequal and uneven power structure. And sometimes I wonder... That the patriarchy upholds. Yes. I was going to say, sometimes I wonder if it's more so an expectation that um, society and specifically cis men have believed that cis women or uh, the female presenting partner in the relationship um that they are responsible for certain things well that's because regardless we were back when we also didn't have to work but now we're working just as much and right. we're still expected to do 100% of the house and chi- I don't mean this as you do but I'm just saying on a patriarchy level yeah. in society that's still the expectation like I was telling Corey the other day I said something about the house and he's like oh who cares cuz a friend was coming over mm-hmm. and I'm like oh my god the house and I'm like well you don't care because it's not going to look bad on you they'll come over yes. and see that it's messy and think oh she doesn't know how to keep she a house d- uh-huh. and that's literally because I've heard that over and over and I over used and to over have and that over said to me and I was like, hey, he lives here as yes, well. Yes, yes. Like someone uh, in the family would come over and they, I, it was right after I had Ollie. That's the thing Right too, the fuck after I have- had Ollie. Mm-hmm. And they were like, oh my gosh, talking about how messy my table was. And I want to be like, hey, he's here as well. Yeah. He could do something. Why is this falling on me? And again, yeah. that wasn't Shane saying something to me. No, or- but like. 
it, it's just proof that it's the expectation. And so I think subconsciously yeah. a lot of times, because I'll say that to Cora, I'm like, do you even think when people come over that it's like a shameful thing if the house looks a certain way? He's like, I've never thought that. I'm like, yeah. exactly. You want to know why? Because nobody's ever said to you anything about the way the house looks. I wonder, too, if he has ever heard someone or felt the need to tell someone, hey, don't feel the need to pick up. Like, yeah. Don't if I'm gonna come over. Don't worry about cleaning up for me. Like, I don't care if there's stuff out. But I know uh-huh. if I'm gonna go over, like, oh, I say constantly. Yeah. If I'm gonna constantly. go over to your house, or you're gonna come, if you're gonna come here, I still I'm gonna apologize be like, hey, to you and for fucking. Hurt. I know. <laughs> like, hey, sorry about the breezeway. Hey, sorry about this. Hey, sorry about these things here. But I don't know that if Shane's friend Ed came over, that he would even if he say would that. say that to him. Yeah. No, probably not. Or vice versa. Like if they, if Ed would feel the need to say to Shane, like, hey, man, don't worry about picking up. No, because they don't think like I yes. don't think they think. And again, I think a lot of it's subconscious. And maybe so, there are men listening that are like, no, I do. And that's great. I think you're an exception. Yeah. I don't think you're the rule. Right. I, that's just every We're still single breaking down a lot of stuff that was built up. Yeah, for I a was going to say, if you are, you're probably of a younger or our generation, because I'm telling you, anybody in our parents and older, they do not fucking think that way, because yes. anything I've heard about the house and things like that has come from those generations, yes. unfortunately. Yeah. Um, same with like being expected to do like I was talking to a friend of mine in that generation, we'll say, but they were talking about um, how for families birthdays christmases they're expected to go buy the gifts they're expected to write the cards and all yes. of those things like yes. it has never been ex- fallen on the husband they work equally right um and they share that she actually works more sometimes extra things mm-hmm. or thing well, i don't know and uh <laughs> but that expectation has fallen on, like she thinks that it's on her um if oh, I didn't get so-and-so a card or I didn't get so-and-so a gift and it's going to look bad on me even though it might be a relative of his. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? Sometimes, though, okay, controversial. Go ahead. Devil's advocate. Sometimes I wonder as well, in certain situations, if there's weaponized, what's the opposite of incompetence? Superiority? <laughs> yeah, well. You know what I mean? No, because in that situation, I know it's weaponized incompetence. But yeah, I think definitely sometimes that might be control issues. Well, I think that sometimes people like to get the cards and buy the gifts to be yeah. able to say that they did it. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. That they never even asked for help. Yeah. But they're keeping score to remind yeah. you later that they did it. Oh, that definitely has so, happened in a relationship or two of mine, I'll be honest. Yeah. And so, like, sometimes I I think people can look and be like, oh, that we can make these overarching judgments about heterosexual cis, you know, just the how relationships are portrayed in society and media yeah it could be it could be toxic both ways in that totally and i think those. it's just a it's a cyclical cycle of cycles and that's what that's what we always talk about is what we always say (laughs) that's what we say uh okay number three this is a big one again if you feel taken advantage of Mm -hmm. big sign that that's what it is because again certain things that Corey do now I don't feel taken advantage of. When I do the laundry, I know that's my chore. Because guess what? Guess who's not fucking raking those leaves or mowing that lawn? <laughs> that ain't my shit. Uh-uh, and, I'm not, not and he's never, never bitched about it. Because we just are like, hey, yeah. I fucking don't want to do that. And I don't want to do that. <laughs> Great. Right. Then Crazy. we'll take this. Yeah. 
But if you feel like you are being taken advantage of, that's like a huge, if you feel like you're being a maid in your own home. Yeah. It's a big indicator. (laughs) (laughs) Um, You feel alone in your relationship. If Mm. your car breaks down or you have a plan, uh, if you plan a birthday party for a family member, take note if you aren't going to your partner for help. Mm. That's a big one. Yeah. So unexpected stuff comes up all the time, but it's normal to hope and expect that your partner will show up when you need them. If you're doing things on your own constantly, that's a big sign that there's an unfair standard in the relationship. And I think that goes back to what we were just talking about is why are you not going to your partner? Yes. Are you going to are you not going to your partner because you have I don't control need them. issues? <laughs> yeah. Or are you an independent human who doesn't need no partner? <laughs> <laughs> or is it because you know that they're not going to help you? Right. And they don't want to help you. Mm-hmm. Five, you don't trust your partner. If your partner agrees to carry out the tasks, uh, even though it might be begrudgingly, you may coddle them through the process by over-explaining the steps or providing sh- extremely detailed <laughs> instructions. <laughs> even when they're able to do it, you may expect that you might have to redo it afterwards. This is not me. This is the website. <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't do that. Yeah, okay. I just, your face was like. <laughs> no, I think it's just when I hear things like that, my brain almost like goes through a Rolodex and I try and like think about if I've ever done that yeah, or if same. I've, because I also, again, I feel like I would, I would be afraid because I know that I am a very controlling person mm-hmm. and I do like things done a very particular way. If I, again, would weaponize some kind of like superiority in, and make someone feel um, incompetent. Uh, yeah, but but the I would like cause them to have learned helplessness Got in it. a way. You know what I mean? Yeah, I yeah. feel like the, all three of them kind of like are intertwined. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In a way. Um, but yeah, yeah. I don't know. Um, six frustration is a common emotion. Oh, so uh-huh. continued weaponizing competence contributes to burnout, distrust, and then you eventually get to resentment. Yep. Um, by being okay passing off the obligation, the supposedly incompetent person is in. Oh, this is what I said earlier. Is intentionally choosing to hurt their partner. You're pretending to not know how to do something in order to get out of responsibilities, which for some can be seen as similar to, li- to lying and cheating. Which I think is kind I, of it is lying. It's, it's well, it is definitely lying. Yeah. But yeah, it's disrespectful of their time, of their of their energy. Yeah, like you are disrespecting your partner, taking so that advantage of them. You get yeah. what you want. Does that happen? Yeah. Like, I think because I know that... I'm t- you got to get in these Facebook groups. I don't want to. Some of the shit, I'm like, you... in these women, I feel fucking terrible because they are always, like, coming to the internet because they're like, I need a, I need to vent. That's right. always what it is. Please, no judgment. I need to vent. But blah, blah, blah. And they're, they're trying to be like, right? Am I right? You too? And you're like... Mm. And it's like... <laughs> Honey, and then they get upset. I think sometimes because people are like, "No, that's not normal," and no, you shouldn't accept that. Like it sounds like this, and that's that word yeah, kept how, being brought up a how lot. Fucking difficult would that be to have that conversation with your partner? But when yeah, you're already in a well, and I think that some of these also are abusive. Yeah, it definitely sounds like some of them because people will be like, "Can you talk to them?" And they're like, "No, there's no even." Yeah, that's I can't have that conversation. That makes me sad. It's like, horrible. I, that's not my experience um in my relationship so i just i i can't ever imagine 
Shane lying to me to get out of doing something. Right. I it would definitely be more so like he just doesn't think he's going to do it well enough, uh, and so yes. I have to like reassure him like you're fine. I'm not going to go Jerry on you. <laughs> micromanage. You cr- micromanage and critique you the entire time. Yeah. Um. So yeah, it just, it, it shocks me almost yeah. that that is a thing. Yeah. I definitely feel like it, de- it wasn't in my abusive relationship because he was so love bomby. So yes. his was more so he did it to me. If anything, I was weaponizing in confidence, yeah. but I felt like I deserved it. <laughs> uh, no, I'm just kidding. But it was like, it was earned incompetence. <laughs> I earned this dumbassness. <laughs> but yeah, I I don't I definitely have seen not firsthand. Well, maybe first I could think of a couple where I'm mm. like Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So seven is the relationship feels stagnant. When weaponized incompetence happens in a relationship, the relationship can feel stuck because one partner is favoring comfort over fulfilling Mm. responsibilities. Mm -hmm. So after a while, being together doesn't feel growth oriented. Again, every time I talk about me and Corey and we've been in these situations, it always comes to a point where there's some kind of an argument or not even an argument, but just a conversation sometimes. But then there is growth that happens. Then there is improvements. And sometimes it's little and it's like, okay, am I going to get the real thing eventually? But it just has to be like a steady. Yeah. Sometimes it's difficult. You can't do it all at once. And again, like like my personal trainer says, a little is better than nothing. So I think as long as you're getting some kind of growth, if you're not and there's no give and take and there's no resolution, then well, you're in a rut. And that's. And I also think with something like weaponized incompetence, it's like if I bring it up in regards to the laundry, mm-hmm. we may see growth there, but maybe we haven't talked about the dishes. And yeah. so it's that same logic care. hasn't been applied to the other areas. Sure. And it's understandable that they wouldn't just like, you know, copy it paste all. to everything yeah. at once because they may not realize that it's it's something happening in more than one area or more. Maybe it doesn't happen in more than one area. I don't exactly. know. Like exactly. I said, it, I'm truly, truly curious if you are someone who are is hearing any of these things and you're like, oh, my fuck, this is my partner or this is in my parents relationship mm-hmm. or this is my sibling. This is my friend. This is my coworker. Will you share? You don't have to go into detail. You If you just even wanted to be like. Retweet. That's me. Yeah. <laughs> in a comment. I'm I would. I want to know, I guess, if this is helpful. Yeah. And if it, yeah, if it happens. If it's resonating. Yeah. Um, Okay. It says, you may be focused on improving yourself, but because they're not committed to changing and improving themselves, the relationship suffers and ultimately, and then you're at a point where you're like, what do I do? Yes. But I'm going to tell you, because we're going to talk now, last point on how to deal with it if you think this is you. Okay. So. Hopefully this helps. Um, Number one, uh, they suggest coming up with an... Oh, this isn't even numbered. So we're just going to say they suggest coming up with an action plan to keep both partners accountable and commit to real actionable change. So actually this website, and we can link it, it's got a full guide to sharing household work more fairly. Oh, wow. You click that little link and it's going to take you there. Mm -hmm. So that actually might be a good place to start. Because again, some people, like you said, might have a little bit of, I don't want to give up this control and then this person's like fucking great because i don't want to do anything (laughs) and then you get to one person having burnout over and over again and that's how it goes um and so uh 
the shift the psychologist i think it was that we were talking about says open communication and setting boundaries will be key in addressing and dealing with weaponized incompetence in a romantic relationship delegation and setting up clear and agreed upon standards will ensure that both partners are taking ownership of specific tasks tasks god damn i'm having a hard time <laughs> talking today holy shit and that responsibilities are balanced and equal so don't be disheartened if it doesn't feel like you're making a lot of progress at first. That's what I said. Sometimes it might be baby steps, but as long as you're getting a little bit of growth, I think that's a, you're moving forward. Yeah. But if you feel at a point where it's like, I don't even want to fucking go for growth and you know, <laughs> I don't want to tell you what to do, but get the fuck out of there. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm I was actually going to bring this up because, um, Rachel and Jess, uh, our friends from, for better and worse podcast, um, they are friends from real life as well. But anyway, they <laughs> talked about it on their podcast. Um, Jess and her husband have been reading this book and playing this card game, card game, and it's called Fair Play. Oh. And I'm just going to read to you what it is. But it reminded me of what you're talking about, about divvying up the household chores. Okay. And I actually am kind of interested in getting this game. I think it would be really fun for Shane and I to like uh, stimulate more conversation. Um, but it's the fair play you book fight tonight or what? <laughs> <laughs> the fair play book delivers a time and anxiety saving system that offers couples a completely new way to divvy up their domestic responsibilities. Okay. It started with the shit I do spreadsheet a list of all the invisible tasks it takes to run a home, but developed into a gamified system with four easy-to-follow rules, 100 household tasks, and a figurative card game you play with your partner. Mm. Fair play is a practice, just like riding a bike for the first time. It might feel awkward and you might fall down, but with time, it will come to you second nature. So essentially, like, you are able to go through these cards. Mm-hmm. I think that's really cool because I think for some people, me, when I first moved out and again, Corey and my relationship, it's very much like I don't think we realized how much went into running a household. hundred percent. And so when he thinks that he's taking on a fair share or when he did think mm -hmm. he was taking on, he didn't realize I was like, but I'm doing all the meal planning, grocery shopping, cooking, like all of that was me as well. So, yes, you're doing the dishes and the yard work. But do you know how much else have you ever cleaned a toilet? Yeah. Or you, how do you think the shower gets clean? Yes. The bathtubs? Like, do you think this floor mops itself? Things like that I was doing, but I wasn't telling him. Yes. And I don't know if he just like was like, oh, when I see that it needs done, I'll do it. But I was but like, it hasn't needed done because yeah. it's been done. <laughs> yes. And it's like, well, I was doing it. So we had to like sit down and I'd be like, do you know how much needs done yeah. around here? Because it's a fucking lot. So if you guys would be interested in watching us play uh, the fair play game with our partners, oh. uh, perhaps for a Valentine's <laughs> special, let us know. <laughs> oh, God. We can get into it. Yeah, uh, that would be interesting. Because I am interested in it, and I don't I don't know any of the cards. It, if anyone has that, let us know. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, that's, that's what we got. Yeah. So I think the biggest takeaway that you can get is, well, number one, make sure that that's actually what you're experiencing. Mm -hmm. Don't accuse your partner 
don't just go fucking guns blazing accusing them of something uh, i think that's the most important thing to us is when we yeah. talk about things like gaslighting like weaponized incompetence like yes. cognitive dissonance like all i don't fallacies. want people to take the small amount we ran yeah. and just start being like you weaponizer like, yeah that's what i don't want weaponizer 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 <laughs> if you open- try to fr- <laughs> keep going sorry how long till we get it copyrighted <laughs> um but like if it if it opens up a conversation fucking beautiful that's what mommies want okay (laughs) what we don't like is you just going and using it to hurt or accuse or like label people and and make yourself feel better about the situation don't do that yeah it feels good it feels good in the moment but it is incredibly fucking damaging to everyone involved it is and you're not actually going to see the progress and the growth that you want yeah you're just going to continue maintaining the power imbalance yep um so yeah we want it to be helpful but like you said we just want it to be uh, a dialogue starter yeah that's the that if you take anything from this that's what I'd love for you. <laughs> we'll tell you for free. Start a dialogue. Start a fucking conversation for yeah. once in your lives. <laughs> Read a book, hippie. Yeah, I have. <laughs> and on I had, that, I had a friend in college <laughs> who used to come in and go, take a bath, hippie. And then he'd walk out of the room and I'm like, okay. I love that. Um, That's a friend I need in my life. I know. Do I know who it is? Mm-hmm. Robin. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, anyway, I uh, hope you guys enjoyed that. Yeah. Let us know what your thoughts are uh, in the comments below. And to be able to vote on future episodes like this, you can go to patreon.com slash ladies and tangents and join the fam over there. Yeah. Uh, and we, we had a we had, had a four hour live the other day. Uh, you can still watch it if <laughs> you, you can. want to. You can watch us try to give some psychologists. <laughs> yeah, react <laughs> to Love Is Blind real time. Oh my god, literally. I know. I said that the other day, and Corey was like, "You had a four hour live," and yes, I was like, "Yeah, did. I know you didn't realize I didn't come home till like almost three in the morning." But <laughs> yeah, that is what mm-hmm. I was doing. Mm-hmm. You were asleep. Sorry, I didn't tell you I was not that late. <laughs> <laughs> Mommy was watching TV. <laughs> this is On my the internet. Job. <laughs> Uh, well yeah Yeah. Um, that's that on weaponized confidence everyone Uh, we love you so much thank you for being here we will see you next week alright we're out goodbye Top Thrill 2 is like no other course. Two 420-foot vertical speedways, three launches. All right, let's talk strategy. Copy that, driver. Go for maximum acceleration off the start. Measure that. You've got a short straightaway to push from 0 to 74 on the first vertical speedway. And what about the rollback? Rollback will set you up for an explosive reverse climb 420 feet in the sky so you reach 0 Gs in total weightlessness. 420 feet of straight-up speed. Let's get it. Top Thrill 2, the world's tallest and fastest triple-launch Stratocoaster. Get your tickets at cedarpoint.com. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour.